the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Authorities say the seven people killed in the shooting rampage in West Texas range in age from 15 to 57. Speaking to reporters at Joint Base Andrews Saturday before departing for Poland, Vice President Mike Pence says that the federal government is supporting law enforcement in Texas. At the president's direction, we've deployed the full resources of the federal government. They're on site. The president spoke to the attorney general. The FBI is already assisting local law enforcement in, in the investigation. Odessa Police Chief Michael Gerke said at a news conference that authorities have no definitive answers yet about a motive in Saturday's shooting. Extremely powerful, life-threatening Hurricane Dorian has reached the Bahamas. The National Hurricane Center in Miami said Sunday that Dorian made landfall in Elbow Cay at about 12.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Maximum sustained winds intensified to 185 miles per hour. This is SRN News. Larry Elder believes it's time for personal responsibility. You can apply it to almost anything. Let's take these police shootings. In almost every case, had the suspect slash civilian uh, complied, he or she would be alive. And then we're hearing all this inequality stuff uh, about schools. And then you look at the hours uh, spent studying by black and brown kids versus the hours spent by uh, white and Asian kids. It's night and day. It's all about personal responsibility. The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Register today for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Big Daddy Weave live in Denver on November 21st. We'll cover the hotel, airfare, and of course the concert tickets for you and whoever you may bring with. Go to our website, am1280thepatriot.com, and click on the Freedom Fan Club page supported by Lucky Stations for your chance to win. Good Sunday afternoon on a Labor Day weekend, Twin Cities. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Isolated showers, 72 for the high, and we got hour two of the Brad Carlson Show right now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM-1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. Welcome back, AM-1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thank you, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just feel free to use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, like our Facebook page, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like and uh, keep up on all of the details we have uh, going on. Typically, Mitch and I 
like to uh, have a, a pregame show, a little preview video before each broadcast, and that can be found on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so check us out there today. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We've had about a three-year hiatus because my uh, program was cut down to about one hour a few years ago, but we've got two hours back, and so we are uh, excited to re-up our NFC North preview. Yeah, football season starts this Thursday. It is the 100th anniversary of the National Football League, and what better than the oldest rivalry in football, the Bears and Packers, opening the NFL season this Thursday. And how fortuitous that we also have in studio our friend uh, Mark Hearing. He of Mr. Dilettante's Neighborhood. That's his blog, where he's been blogging regularly for over a decade. Just go to mrdilettante.blogspot.com. How do you spell dilettante? Well, just how it sounds. You know, exactly how it exactly sounds. Exactly how it sounds. I've also linked to it at bradcarlson.org, too. Uh, Mark Hearing, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Trading Network, sir. Good to have you. I'm glad to be here, Brad. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's always fun, and like like we've talked about, I'm a Vikings fan, and Mark is a big-time Packers fan, so the NFC North is really the only division that matters to us. There so, are other divisions? There are, apparently. That's the rumor. But uh, we're only going to be breaking down the NFC North. So we'll talk about that. And we'll go in alphabetical order. Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota take a segment for each. Obviously, we're going to start off with the Bears, as we alluded to. Mark, uh, now refresh my memory. Is that game in Soldier Field or in Lambeau this Thursday? It's in Soldier Field. Okay, gotcha. So it is the 100th anniversary of the NFL, 100th anniversary season this season of the NFL. Packers and Bears square off this Thursday. Thursday. Last year, 2018, the Chicago Bears, a surprising season. Uh, they finished the NFC North in first place with a record of 12-4, and largely attributed to the fact that they made a huge trade prior to the season to get uh, stud linebacker slash defensive lineman Khalil Mack into the fold. And bet- between Khalil Mack and, and Akeem Hicks, they tallied 20 sacks, wreaked all sorts of havoc with teams there. I believe they were the number one ranked defense in terms of yardage allowed but what really helped the Bears move on, Mark Hearing, is the surprising play of Mitch Trubisky. I'm not going to say he was another version of Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or anything like that, but with a defense like the Bears had, uh, Mitch Trubisky uh, exceeded – it's hard to say he exceeded the hype because he was like a – what was he, number two overall pick? But nevertheless, uh, he definitely is someone that the Bears are hoping they can rely on long term. Yeah, I mean, Trubisky certainly is the most talented quarterback that the Bears have had in quite some time. Jay Cutler was talented, but Jay Cutler seemed to have some sort of, um, I don't know what you'd want to call it, but there just seemed to be a little problem with his wiring where he seemed to make bonehead mistakes. Trubisky seems a little more sharp than Cutler was, um, although there's still some questions about that. He's very youthful, and some of the problems he had over the course of last season really stemmed from kind of just getting a little too excited and a little too overeager. Bears fans have seen that sort of thing in the past, and it's been something that's plagued them for years and years with quarterbacks who um, have been relying more on their athleticism than actually understanding the game. And, I mean, you can see all the way back to Bobby Douglas way back when, and it was that sort of a thing. But Trubisky's got a chance, I think, to be an upgrade and a long-term upgrade. The Bears haven't had a quarterback they can rely on for, well, 70 years, I guess. <laughs> Just like the Vikings. Yeah. yeah, that sounds awfully familiar. It absolutely does. Well, 90, 1992 is kind of the benchmark we use because that's when Brett Favre came into the league with the Packers and, of course, didn't miss a start in his uh, 16 seasons as a Packer quarterback once he took over the helm from Mikowski. And I think the Bears have had, what, 
23 different starting quarterbacks that same time frame from like 92 to 07, something along those lines? Yeah, they've had some. It's insane. It's nuts. Some they, of the names they have, Moses Moreno, Henry Burris. I mean, some of the obscure names. Dan Orlovsky. Well, he was, was a Detroit quarterback. Oh, he was? Chicago, I thought yeah. he made it on Chicago once. Not Chicago. No, okay. My personal favorite was Peter Tom Willis. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, and I still have nightmares of Chad Hutchinson lining up, lighting up the Vikings in 2004. It was a nightmare. So, yeah, the point is is that the Bears have not had that stability at quarterback, and they hoped they had it when they acquired Jay Cutler in 2009. Now, he did lead them to the conference championship in 2010, but that was really his only moment of glory. He just got them to the conference championship, and then he was just sitting on the uh, elliptical pretty much the whole time after that. Yeah. The so, exercise bike. And to be fair to Jay Cutler, he, he did tear a knee ligament, so it was a serious injury. He True. was not able to return. It's just people thought because he sat there looking all aloof, it's like, well, that's <laughs> what he looks like. That's just who he is. If you ever watch Very Cavallari, you'll see Jake. Jay Cutler, that's where his true personality is. Why couldn't we have seen that guy? <laughs> that would have been a lot of fun, entertaining of another else but mark we were talking before the show the bears this is something what they do they've uh from like 84 to 91 so that's an eight season span they made the playoffs seven times including winning the the super bowl uh they won multiple division titles and then since then you know they pop up once in a while have a decent season but then kind of fall back to the, the pack 2001 they had a magical season where they had a lot of lucky bounces jim miller was their quarterback when they went 13 and three and yet they got crushed in the divisional round of the playoffs. They were in the Valley for a few years, then got to the Super Bowl in 06, got beat up in the Super Bowl, even though Rex Grossman was their quarterback. So they were always seemed to win in spite of their quarterback. Yep, sexy Rexy was quite a quarterback. Yeah, right. I so, remember Lovey Smith saying, we're 10-2 and two with Rex as our quarterback oh, multiple times throughout the season. He wasn't wrong. No, no it worked out for them. But, uh, but then they run into the buzzsaw that was Peyton Manning. Yeah. Or uh, or Rex Grossman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then you know, like like I say, they won the Super Bowl, had a few down years. They weren't terrible, but they certainly weren't a playoff-caliber team. Then they pop up in 2010 where they hosted the NFC Championship game, which we alluded to, against the Packers where Cutler got hurt very early on. And then, again, we're in the Valley for several years until last year, 12-4, and four, uh, playing phenomenal defense and, again, get to the playoffs. And uh, something we know all too well about here, a kicker failed them when they needed it most in the game in the playoff game against Philadelphia, so they were one and done. So uh, I, I, I don't know that they'll have as dramatic a fall as they did their last uh, playoff uh, appearance before last year, which was 2010. Because of a guy like Khalil Mack and and, and uh, Akeem Hicks on their on their defensive line, they still got a very solid defense in place. Uh, their uh, highly touted draft pick, the um, uh, defensive back that they uh, uh, Fuller, oh, he was finally healthy last year. Very uh, very solid player. Eddie Jackson had a couple fumble returns for touchdowns, I believe. So they had some big plays on defense. So I think defensively they'll still be fine. But I guess the question mark hearing. Does Mitch Trubisky have in him this year what he showed us last year? That's really the question because they have put some pretty good pieces around him. Allen Robinson is a good wide receiver. Mm -hmm. They decided to dispense with um, Jordan Howard, and they brought in a new running back, um, third-round pick named David Montgomery out of Iowa State. He's was a very productive running back in college. Whether that'll translate into production in the pros is an open question, but they're going to be pretty much relying on Tariq Cohen is really an exciting player, kind of a jitterbug, Darren Sproles type, but I think maybe even a little faster than Sproles. So they've got talent on that side of the ball, the offensive line, which was always 
a huge bone of contention. Chicago seems to solidify a fair amount in the past year. Defensively, to your point, Brad, they're quite solid. The one player I'm going to be paying attention to, and partially it's maybe because I'm a Packer fan and I have a lot of experience watching the guy, is the safety they picked up in the offseason, Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. That's right. Mm -hmm. And Ha-Ha... Um, was a very good player for the Packers for the first couple seasons, but he fell out of favor in Green Bay because of his penchant for freelancing on plays and doing things like that where he would get out of position and then the opponents would put up a big play. One of the reasons the Bears were so successful on defense last year was not only the fact that Khalil Mack is a transcendent talent, the bigger issue is that they were really assignment sure and very disciplined, which allowed them to turn Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and some of these other players loose. Can they do that if HaHa Clinton Dix is freelancing? That's going to be really the challenge for Chuck Pagano, their new um, defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. because... They weren't able to stop HaHa from doing that in Green Bay. Perhaps Pagano's going to have better success, but he's really got to get with the program because if they don't, they're going to have that defense exploited, and then what suddenly seemed like a strength may become more of a weakness, and that's really going to be the challenge. The Bears, to your point, have always popped up, and they've been really, really solid. The pieces are in place, I think, for them to have a sustained run where they could be good for three to five years, but it's these little kind of things that kind of eat away at the core of a team, discipline, things of that sort, kind of getting a little full of yourself that can be a problem. That's kind of what I'm going to be watching more than anything else with where the Bears are concerned. Yeah, and I, I thought that was a great point, too, that you brought up on the offensive side of the ball, kind of the gimmicky things they're going to have to run, uh, like Tariq Cohen, a uh, very razzle-dazzle player. I think he even threw a touchdown in a game last year, if I remember right. Um, let's see. Yeah, he did throw a touchdown in the game. So... Uh, they've also added Cordero Patterson, former Viking, some guy, uh, someone who we're familiar with. So he was more of a kind of a gimmick. They Vikings used him in some gadget plays, some gimmick plays uh, when they were on offense. The point is, is that Mitch Trubisky is not going to be a guy like a Drew Brees or or an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady that uh, he's going to be the you know, classic drop back quarterback and, and pick you apart all day. Okay, he's going to have to use. Uh, they're going to have to kind of mix it up a little bit. So Cordero Patterson could he is he is. A candidate first uh, breakout star in 2019? Who's to say? Um, well, he's only showed it in spurts for, what, he's been in the league five, six years now? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, if he hasn't shown it by now, you kind of question if they're going to get it out of him now. But we'll see. Yeah, so uh, we've got um, uh, coming up to 2019 season, Bears, again, 12 wins last year. Uh, I'm skeptical they're going to reach 12 victories, if I had to guess. I think they'll at least be a 500 team, maybe nine or ten wins. That's how I'm, that's kind of how I'm seeing it. I'm seeing about ten and six, okay. and um, they've got upside, but they've also got downside. And I think they're going to come back to the rest of the division a little bit. Jason, yeah. Do you guys think the loss of Vic Fangio will have a big impact on that defense? I know they got the personnel, but the moment you take out the schemer, that could throw a wrench into things. Also. Do you guys question Matt Nagy's mental fortitude? I'm sorry. This offseason I thought was very telling for Matt Nagy. He was doing kicker tryouts from, what was the distance that uh, the the guy missed for them in the playoffs? What was it, like 40-something yards? 43 yards. He was having those kickers kick 43-yarders in practice for multiple days. It seems like the guy dwells on things a lot, and honestly, I don't think you want that out of a head coach. 
Yeah, you got to kind of be able to get past that if you're going to be a head coach. You've got to be able to look at the big picture. And if he's going to obsess on that sort of thing, it almost becomes a scenario like the old story they used to tell about Jimmy Carter where he paid attention to the what was going on with the tennis courts. Maybe he needs to kind of delegate that a little bit. Okay, so we're thinking Bears finish maybe 10 wins. That would be good enough to get in the playoffs, at least a wild card. We'll see. But we honestly want 0-16. I'd, go, I'd be okay with that. I think. Yeah, <laughs> sure, I think I'd support that as well. We'll be back uh, the next segment talking Detroit Lions. Coming up in the next segment, our NFC North preview with Mark Hearing right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Hey, ladies. Do you have to wear safety footwear but not sure where you should look? Tired of ugly shoes and poor selection? Step into Chet's, where you'll find a great variety of safety toe and regular toe footwear for women. We feature brands you know and love, like Timberland, Keen, and New Balance, in great, easy-to-wear work styles. At Chet's, we measure your feet and learn about your footwear needs to find your perfect fit. Visit us in Columbia Heights and online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. We are back, and we are looking at a pretty lopsided matchup, Jim. That's right, Ron. I mean, in one corner, we've got a 175-pound guy, and in the other, a 6,000-ton heavyweight train? Jim, this guy has no idea what he's getting himself into. It's no contest. Every day, people tempt fate and die trespassing on railroad tracks. See tracks, think train. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called... The IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. We can't take every last willing worker in the world who wants to work here for a dollar an hour. We have to have limits. It's a night of no-holds-barred commentary with conservative spitfire Michelle Malkin. And that just tells you how twisted the priorities of Capitol Hill are, that they think it is more important to protect 700,000 illegal aliens in this country rather than get rid of these stupid programs that are endangering American lives. Be a part of this exercise in free speech. Tuesday, September 24th at the Ames Center in Burnsville. Tickets start at just $12.80. There's also a limited number of elite VIP upgrades that will put you in the front row with a copy of Michelle's brand new book, Open Borders, Inc. Did we mention that VIPs also get meet and greet access? AM 1280, The Patriot presents An Evening with Michelle Malkin. Reserve your seats at am1280thepatriot.com. I don't know if the Lions have a a theme song, so we're just going with this. It's just the sound of a toilet flushing. 
to Troilet? Yeah. Is that where we're going? All right. Sure. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Continuing our NFC North preview with Mark Hearing, longtime Packers fan, myself a Vikings fan. So again, that's why we're doing the NFC North preview because really, it's the only division we pay rapt attention to. I mean, we're football fans overall, but uh, as far as uh, uh, division play goes, the NFC North is uh, where our favorite teams reside. We are moving on to the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions have exactly one playoff victory in the last 62 seasons. So the curse of Bobby Lane lives on, apparently. The Lions, uh, they uh, had a new coach last year, Matt Patricia, the former Patriots defensive coordinator. I think we've seen a long-standing track record of Belichick assistants pretty much flaming out as head coaches and running back with their tails tucked between their legs to the Patriots. Uh, Eric Mangini, an obvious exception to that one, I would say. But uh, uh, Josh McDaniels uh, went back uh, after he flamed out in Denver, had a chance to be the Colts head coach, but reconsidered. And given the retirement announcement of Andrew Luck last week, uh, turned out to be rather prescient, but uh, that's another story entirely. Anyways, the Lions dead last last year, finishing 6-10. and 10. Uh, Some key additions uh, to their uh, uh, organization. They did uh, acquire Trey Flowers, as well as cornerback Justin Coleman, and former Packer defensive end uh, Mike Daniels. What can you tell us about Mike Daniels uh, flaming out in Green Bay, Mark Hearing? Well, um, it got pretty simple. He was a tremendous player for a number of years for the Packers, but one of the things that tends to happen to players over time is they get older and they start to get blocked. He got blocked. and um, he Happens w- in football. Yeah. It sure does, and he wasn't particularly effective last season. Um, he, they were paying him a rather high salary. They decided they'd rather put their resources elsewhere, and so that's what they did. The Lions will take him. We've heard this kind of thing before. It happens among the division all the time. You know, Packers go to other teams, Vikings go to other teams, Bears go to other teams, and they always vow revenge. Only rarely does it actually happen. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there's a whole laundry list of former Packers that have signed with the Vikings, and you know, some have had decent seasons, but it never really materializes. But, but we got the it, ultimate Packer, though, in Brett Favre at one point. Well, so, yeah, that's yeah. that's a lone there's, exception. He had yeah. one. And uh, Darren Sharper had some decent seasons. Yeah, well, but we don't need that, to talk about no, anything no, after his football career. We, oh, no. we won't speak of Darren. I wasn't yeah. even going to address that. In fact, there are some YouTube clips out there of his highlights where they bleep out his name because uh-huh. uh, they play the actual broadcast footage and yeah. beep, returns it all the way for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't even, yeah, so perfectly yeah. understand. I, I regret buying a Darren Sharper jersey I, in my lifetime. For many reasons yeah. Uh, other, yeah, yeah. other than that. Yes. So sticking with the Lions, they did have a big win last season in week three. They were 0-2 and at home uh, defeated the New England Patriots rather soundly and uh, people took that as an optimistic tone and uh, maybe this Lions team might be something they were three and three after six games but then ended up losing uh, if I my math is correct three of their uh, final thir- uh, 10 games so re- nothing really never materialized Matt Stafford this is his 11th season coming up he's had some terrific years put up some big numbers but has translated to exactly zero playoff wins, Mark Hearing. And um, I think what you want to say about uh, Mr. Stafford is he's a tremendous player, but every generation seems to have its own Archie Manning, and that's mm. what um, I think Matt Stafford is. He's a talented guy, but he's never really had all the horses he's needed. He's had a star here, a star there. He certainly had Megatron. He mm-hmm. certainly had some of these other good players, but it's never really added up into something that's a compelling assortment for the Lions, and it seems like he's had to do all of it himself, and 
apparently doing it all by himself is not sufficient to win. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and he's had uh, they've had offensive line troubles, particularly last year. There were a couple games he suffered double digit sacks and in, in mm-hmm. some games. So yeah, he he's had some health issues. Quite obviously, because he's taken a lot of hits over the years, and you know now that he's going into his eleventh season, how much more he can sustain, how much more he's willing to sustain, certainly is a question. Uh, you know, we alluded to Matt Patricia. Uh, a lot of people were turned off, kind of like by the unearned arrogance. Uh, the most infamous moment where he's telling a media guy, asking him questions, to sit up straight, respect the process. You know, <laughs> we're trying to be professional here, as Matt. Patricia looks like he hasn't shaved or cut his hair in I don't know how many months. Mark, yeah, yeah so. it's I mean, it, it there does seem to be a little cognitive dissonance there. I don't know. He's I mean, Matt Patricia kind of looks more like a Rasputin imitator than a um, <laughs> football coach. So, right. I'm, so I'm not sure. But I mean, he's I mean, he certainly de- delivered the goods in New England. But um, trying to install the Patriot way when you don't have Tom Brady is awfully difficult. That's a key and missing ingredient, that's for sure. And that'll be interesting, uh, you know, just kind of a slight digression. If if Brady finally does retire, you know, and Belichick is still there, you know, because a lot of people say, well, Brady only is who he is because of Belichick. And, you know, some say, well, Belichick's had the success he had because of Tom Brady. Who knows? I guess we may never know for years to come. And Maybe they'll go out together. Who's to say? But, uh, yeah, this this seems to be another long history of Patriots assistants who haven't amounted to anything. I mean, poor Brian Flores down in Miami. No boy. They've traded away uh, half the players. Literally everybody. Yeah, so uh, Detroit Lions, you know, again, there really isn't a whole lot to to break down about them. (laughs) They they did have – uh, Golden Tate was a solid player for them, but they traded him in the middle of the year last year uh, to the to the Eagles. Uh, like we've alluded to, Megatron, he's been retired for for a few years. I, I, off the top of my head, to be honest, I couldn't name you really any skill position players that that the Lions really even have. They have two guys who look like they're going to be pretty good. One of them's a wide receiver um, named Kenny Galladay's mm-hmm. out of Northern Illinois, and he's a big fellow. He's kind of thousand yard season last year. Thousand yard season. He's mm-hmm. a bit like um, kind of uh, poor man's uh, Megatron to a certain point extent, but to impoverished man's. Yeah, Megatron, I, I, I think I think but so. a good receiver, but good a good receiver. receiver. Yeah. And they do have a decent running back, Karrion Johnson, probably the best running back Stafford has had yet in his career. Honestly, that, I think that's sure. right. He's out of Auburn, second season. He's, Five and a half yards a carry. That's uh, pretty formidable. He's got some talent. I don't think there's any question about that, but that's two guys. Um, Marvin Jones has always been more of a tease than a successful player. They drafted T.J. Hawkinson, the big tight end out of Iowa this year, who probably will be pretty good eventually, but um, the track record for tight ends coming in as rookies and making an impact, there haven't been many. So I wouldn't expect him to make a big difference for the Lions. And defensively, solid team. They've got some good players. There's, I mean, I like Darius Slay. I would take yes. him on my team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I would yeah. absolutely take him on my team. But um Same. You know, I don't know. I, it really doesn't add up to much. And, I mean, it seems to be the way of the Lions. I mean, it's been, you know, since 1957 that they've won an NFL championship. And Tobin Rote, who was the quarterback then, is not coming through that door. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, Or Barry Sanders. That's for sure, yeah. yeah. You, have you seen Barry lately? Uh, no. He looks What's, like he can still play. I he mean, probably he still could. looks like a little fire hydrant. But, mm. uh, anyways, yeah, so uh, I think. Lions, they were 6-10 and 10 last year. You know, I, I suppose we could probably anticipate 
probably a similar season, maybe maybe a little worse. Again, uh, if you have just one, I mean, they don't have much to spare on the offensive side of the ball. So, I mean, if you have one significant injury, and again, this could be said about a lot of teams, certainly, but the Lions with not a lot of skill position players. I, I'm interested in seeing the tight end out of Iowa, by the way. That is something that, uh, uh, you know, and again, I, I you it was so transparent you could see when this pick was made Patricia's got visions of Rob Gronkowski dancing in his head which is not realistic but maybe nevertheless, maybe, they, maybe he could be better than Gronk who knows yeah, he was but, probably the most hyped tight end since jeez I don't even remember how hyped Gronk was I'll be in wait and see in mode on that well one, of course but, uh, of course <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah I'm thinking the Lions again uh, five or six wins and again this is Matt Stafford's eleventh season. Uh, you know, physically it has taken a toll. Mentally, when you go year after year, I think in the Stafford year, I'm just looking at it real quick, they've made three playoff appearances, obviously have been one and done, all three. Uh, I, I don't know physically, mentally, how much more of a grind he can take. I mean, we saw Andrew Luck, you know, just last week after seven years in the NFL uh, move on, and I think that may, who knows, may be a start of a trend here in Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. I've heard no speculation, but I'm just saying I – just don't see how one individual can continue to to carry the load as much as he has. Yeah, I mean, there's there's really no reason to think that the Lions are going to be substantially better this season. Um, I would pencil them in as about a five or six win team at best. I don't see that they've added any players that are going to be able to really move the needle. And meanwhile, the rest of the division is improving, I think, or at least at a higher level. So I don't see the Lions getting very far. So Daryl, the addition of Daryl Bevel to their coaching staff doesn't do a lot for you. Well, I mean he's a <laughs> he's a former Badger, and certainly, um, I mean he his family speaks well of him. But I mean, I don't know. I I don't <laughs> I don't see that moving the needle either. Okay, so uh, I think we I think it's safe to say Lions finishing with five or six wins. Uh, probably bringing up the rear in this division. Uh, the, the Bears, depending on how we fall with the Packers and Vikings, could be near the top. Second place, maybe first place. Who's to say? So uh, Chicago Bears down, Detroit Lions down. Next segment, we are, of course, uh, Mark's favorite team, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, brand new coach this season, and uh, Aaron Rodgers still plugging away, and this will be his, uh, hard to believe, his 12th season as starter with the Packers. And this that doesn't even include the three years he's had on the bench. So Green Bay Packers coming up next. With Mark hearing in myself, Brad Carlson, the NFC North preview right here on AM twelve eighty the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, go nowhere. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch 
the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel Tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Welcome back, AM 1280 Patriots. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, that is the uh, theme song for the Green Bay Packers. They still play this regularly, Lambo, don't they, Mark Hearing? Yeah, they sure do. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, right. We like I got a sport. lot of reasons why you wouldn't. Well, it's Lambo. Of course, they're going to, you know, tout the uh, Packers credentials. All that cheese their... goes with their heads. Green Bay Packers preview coming up. Last year, the Packers finished with a record of six wins, nine losses, and one tie. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you look at his numbers last year, uh, over 62% completion percentage, which for him is low, but by many standards, very good. 4,400 yards, terrific amount of yards, 25 touchdowns is average, only two interceptions, which is typical for Aaron Rodgers, doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. On the surface, Mark Hearing, they look like very good numbers, but as we remember opening night last year, he got injured against the Bears in the first half. Bears took a 20 to nothing lead. Everybody's concerned that the season is going to go off the rails. And all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers, like, uh, you know, use all your analogies. Willis Reed with the New York Knicks comes jogging out onto the field and leads him to this dramatic comeback. And everybody thinks all is right with the world. And uh, while Rodgers himself put up some pretty good numbers, Mark, maybe you could probably 
uh, speak to this better than I could. He just never seemed quite right. I know no player's 100%, but he just never seemed quite right the rest of the year. No, he wasn't. And, I mean, the injury obviously bothered him. I mean, he had a bad wheel. He couldn't move. He couldn't do some of the things that make Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers. The mobility was not there. And I think because of the pain and the fact that he was afraid of getting hit, that's really my impression of where it was at. He was throwing balls away and doing things like that. He was also, he is very concerned about not throwing interceptions, which is ordinarily laudable. But there were times when there were passes to be made and he was not willing to stand in there and take the shot. So I think that was part of it. And I mean, what really happened over the course of the season is that the injury that we thought was going to be season-ending, Packer fans thought, um, ultimately it did end. The season just ended it in slow motion over the mm. course of 17 weeks as opposed to um, having him knocked out in the first game. Which brings me to one of the questions that the Packers are going to need to address, which is they still haven't figured out what they're going to do about their backup quarterback position. They had Deshaun Kaiser, who they had acquired from the Cleveland Browns, as their backup last season. And they cut him loose yesterday. They are currently going with a backup named Tim Boyle, who is a um, player who has most spent most of the last season on the practice squad out of Eastern Kentucky. Mm. Noted football power, of Eastern course. Kentucky. <laughs> Fabled in song and story. But he's got a big arm, um, but he is about as raw as raw can be. So you really wonder, I mean... Khalil Mack is going to be coming around the corner on Thursday, and that could be a terrifying prospect for the Packers coming right out the gate. Of course, we uh, after uh, week fourteen or after the week thirteen loss at home to Arizona last year, uh, they cut loose with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy had been the head coach since two thousand six, long, long time. Decided to finally move on from him. Matt LaFleur, now the uh, head coach. Apparently he had dinner with Sean McVay one time. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's Seriously, though, it's all it amazing. Takes. All these coaches that are hired, they always try to find a link to Sean McVay. Yeah. Sean McVay is a good coach. Had a great year with the Rams, obviously. Took him to the Super Bowl. But, you know, enough about Sean McVay. What, what, what can you tell us about Matt LaFleur? I don't care what link he has to Sean McVay. Well, mm-hmm. he's... Um, by all reports, he's an innovative offensive mind. He did have some success coaching with uh, Mike Shanahan in Atlanta and other places like that. And Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan. I don't know. It's from that Shanahan tree, <laughs> Yes, <essentially>. yes. <laughs> so um, in any event, um, he he's had some success. Last season, he was the offensive coordinator of the – Tennessee Titans, um, who I believe are in the league. I'm not sure about that. Um, might be the Tennessee Tuxedos. I'm not quite AFC clear on AFC South. Okay, yes. That's, yes yeah, it's, it's there. I'm glad you are able to look confirmed, that up. Yes. Okay. Former Houston Oilers. That's Former true. Houston yeah. Oilers. Yes, all of that is true. Now, he didn't exactly tear the world up as the offensive coordinator of the um, Tennessee Titans, but then again, the Tennessee Titans are not a noted offensive team. They haven't been really since Steve McNair left, and that's been, what, 10 years, 15 years? It's getting to be a long time. Yes, correct. In any event, um, what we see out of LaFleur is he's supposed to be innovative. He's young. He's um, He fits that model, that Sean McVay model, and the Packers decided that he's got the goods to 
get it done. I think the most important thing that the Packers did in terms of their staffing, of their coaching staff in the offseason, was to retain Mike Patton, the defensive coordinator, who did a nice job and was getting the defense better for the Packers over the course of last season. They did improve. They didn't necessarily show statistically, but they were a more solid unit. And the Packers invested enormous resources in the offseason on adding defensive players. They picked up Zadarius Smith, a pass rusher from Baltimore, Preston Smith, a pass rusher from Washington, and they also picked up Adrian Amos from the Bears, which kind of makes for an interesting pseudo-trade because the Packers now have steady Adrian Amos as their safety, whereas the Bears have HaHa Clinton Dix, who we discussed earlier. So that'll be an interesting thing for us to kind of follow as the season goes along. So I expect... um, the Packers to be pretty good defensively. Mike Daniels went away. Clay Matthews went away. But, you know, if you watch the Packers play last season, they were both pretty much spent forces. So they've gotten younger. They've gotten faster on defense. They have the makings of a pretty good secondary, which you need in this division, obviously, when the Viking receivers are coming into your breakfast nook. So it'll be an interesting thing to see if they have improvement on that side of the ball, because that may help hold the fort as the offense under Lafleur starts to develop. And you could already see the new front office regime, totally different philosophy. Ted Thompson was loath to dip into free agency. He might take mm-hmm. a chance on a guy like he was, he was big on finding these diamonds in the rough. Like Charles Woodson basically became a hall of famer going to green Bay. He was already a hall of fame caliber, uh, player when he was picked up by the Raiders but kind of was flamed out in, in Oakland. They took a flyer on him and he became a Hall of Fame player with the Packers including winning defensive player of the year key part of their Super Bowl team. So now but Ted Thompson overall didn't like to dip into free agency much. So interesting uh, change mark hearing in philosophy here. Yeah, and I think a lot of that's being driven by the sense of urgency they have about Aaron Rodgers. Sure. He's 35 years old. He'll turn 36 at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. So he's getting up there. He's played in the league for a long time. And although the Packers have been generally until the last two seasons perennial playoff team, they haven't, except for that one Super Bowl, made it all the way to the promised land. So I think the clock is ticking. So I think John Gutekunst, who's actually the son of former Gopher coach, um, the Gopher coach. Or Brian Gutekunst. Brian Gutekunst, yeah. John Gutekunst was the, was the, the actual coach. Yes, coach. that's right. So Brian, so young, young Gutekunst um, has kind of been given the task of going out and going find some guys. And um, I like Zadarius Smith of the people that they acquired in the offseason in particular because he showed a lot of flash on that Baltimore um, defense, and I think he was trained well there because Baltimore, of course, is well-known as a ferocious defensive squad. Well, and then, of course, yeah, obviously Randall Cobb was another uh, a key offensive piece that, that, that moved on. I know he was injury-prone uh, last year. Devontae Adams is still there, as we talked about, one of the better receivers uh, in the league. And Aaron Jones uh, showed a flash at running back five and a half yards of carry, so uh, what kind of support is uh, Aaron Rodgers going to have? I know offensive line has obviously been an issue that's plagued the Packers in the past, but what kind of offensive support is he going to have? Um, they feel pretty good about their offensive line at this point. They picked up another player in free agency, Billy Turner, actually former Moundsview High School player okay. out of North Dakota State, and he played uh, most recently with the um, Miami Dolphins. He's a solid player, and he'll be an upgrade over the guy he's replaced. Um I think the question for the Packers on offense is going to be, can Aaron Jones, who has really good talent, very elusive, 
um, averaged over five yards of carry last season. Can he stay healthy? He's had a problem doing that up to this point. Okay. The other player that they had running, um, Jamal Williams, kind of um, a plotter, a good solid back, but nothing special, kind of a Alfred Anderson, Allen Rice type to compare something to that the Viking fans would understand in terms of the sort of player he is. The key guy I think that's going to be the one to watch for the Packers is their second-year receiver, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Hmm. A fun name to easy pronounce. Easy for you to say. I mean, yeah, it is easy for me to say. I've been practicing. <laughs> but he's got really good speed. He's about fourth. Big play potential. Big yeah. play potential, 4.37 speed in the 46-foot-four kind of um, – he's got a chance to be pretty good. So out of South Florida, we'll see what happens with him. If he comes on – and if Geronimo Allison comes on as a receiver, that will open things up, and it will make Devontae Adams have a better chance. So we're thinking uh, Packers, you're you're kind of middling around 500 or better, like uh, maybe uh, uh, 8 to 10 wins, that kind of way. 0 and 16? Uh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Eight, I would say 8 and 8 because they're enigmatic. You don't know. They could be 10 and 6. They could be 5 and 11. We just don't know. It's all new. Okay. That's the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we'll wrap up our NRC North preview this final segment with the Minnesota Vikings right here, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Our NFC North preview again with Mark Hearing back in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, the Patriot. I'm Jan Mark Hill, helping you understand the times. Americans are so used to demonizing socialism that most don't really know what it is, or they're shy to admit that they're curious about it. A Gallup poll claims that 4 in 10 Americans want socialism, the precursor to communism. Lovers of socialism hate capitalism while enjoying the freedom to say so without the fear of being sent to a gulag and owning goods produced by the very system they loathe. Those asked about their views on socialism generally have no ability to explain it, just that they think it's a good idea and want free stuff. Such advocates of socialism have never opened a history book. I wish they would visit Venezuela or Cuba and watch the misery. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. 
High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. There it is, Skull Vikings. That is the final team we preview. Suck them. Fight, fight, fight. In our NFC North preview, yes. Brad Carlson along with Mark Hearing. And board off Jason uh, occasionally providing some commentary. Let's go, Vikings. Let's go. There we go. Okay, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, wait. Got to get the horn in. Got to get the horn in, yeah. Oh, wait, that's just the next video. Sorry. (laughs) There we go. The guy who killed Bin Laden blowing the the gala horn, that was probably my favorite. Bradley uh, Cooper? uh, No. I'm just kidding. No, the real life guy. Yeah, that was a different The real life guy. No, no, no. (laughs) So, anyways, Minnesota Vikings last year, uh, disappointing season, eight wins, seven losses, one tie, missed the playoffs, uh, (sighs) and uh, this was the first year of the three years signed uh, where they signed Kirk Cousins to a fully guaranteed $84 million contract. Uh, Cousins, he put up some good numbers last year. You look on the surface, his numbers were pretty much what he's done throughout a season, 70% completion percentage. 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, uh, 10 interceptions, which is acceptable. Uh, a little over seven yards uh, per attempt. That's still you know, a quarterback rating of almost 199.7 to be exact. Here's how I equate Kirk Cousins' stats. This is, a, again, this is a career best, but it's been on par with what he's done. 4,000 yards, 25 to 30 touchdown passes. You would take that out of your quarterback. After last Yes. After 2017, yes. I said I would take that in my quarterback, and you got a quarterback like that in Kirk Cousins. But I look at Kirk Cousins, it's kind of like uh, empty calories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you eat dessert for dinner, you're getting the calories you would as a regular dinner, but it's not as healthy. It's mm-hmm. not as good for you. And what I mean by that is he did not show up when they needed him most. Nope. Last year... Week 17 at home against the Bears. Playoff position was already solidified for the Bears. They were going to host the following weekend a playoff game. Their position was solidified. They had, I don't want to say they had nothing to play for because it's dangerous to sit out guys, you know, for a full week because you kind of maybe lose your mojo a little bit. But mentally, the Bears did not need that game. And their Bears are a good team. They were a good team, no doubt about it. But Kirk Cousins went into that game knowing. They had to win that game. And going into the fourth quarter, he had like 50 yards passing. Yeah. That can't happen. Yep. When you pay a guy $28 million guaranteed that season, $84 million guaranteed for three seasons, and you lay that kind of an egg in a game like that where you just win and you're in, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And so they committed 
to uh, upgrading the roster around him. Okay, they drafted Garrett Bradbury, mm-hmm. terrific offensive line prospect, but with a posterior perspiring. Problem. I don't want to talk about that. He uh, <laughs> that was magic, by the way. Yeah, well, only in Minnesota do you get stories like that. So he Garrett Bradbury moves to center. They're able to move Elf Line from center to left guard. Riley Reef is a is a solid left tackle. No, certainly no superstar. Certainly no Jonathan Ogden. Okay, but a very good left tackle. Brian O'Neill is a as a rookie last year, surprised. He was a good right tackle, but has not played much. I was going to say that's an issue because he has not got his reps in training camp or the preseason. But the offensive line's better. That's big. And then they've got Diggs and Thielen are back, their top two wide receivers. They like uh, Chad Beebe and what's the other guy? Ola B.C. Johnson. Ola B.C. Johnson as good third wide receiver prospects. Irv Smith, tight end, Mm -hmm. to go along with Rudolph. Uh, we've heard Kirk Cousins in Washington thrived in a two tight end set, thrived when he had three solid wide receivers and had time to throw the ball. And he's also got Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook is healthy, he's a very formidable back and he gain a lot of yards for you, can pass block, can also catch passes out of the backfield. And they mm-hmm. say, Kirk Cousins, when he has all this, boy, uh, he, he he's just Katie bar the door. He's a, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. It's like, wouldn't any quarterback thrive with that kind of talent around? A good so. offensive yeah. line that protects you, three good wide receivers, two uh, potential all-pro tight ends, and a Pro Bowl running back? Wouldn't any quarterback do well? What's a Packers backup quarterback? Wouldn't he do well behind that, Mark Gearing? Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> you would like to think so. I I don't know. Cousins is an odd duck. That's all there is to it. Every time I've watched him, I think to myself, this is a guy with tremendous talent. This is a guy with tremendous upside. But it never seems to happen when it matters, and it's bizarre to me. Um, I watched a lot of the Vikings over the course of the last season, and it seemed like when you needed to have him at that moment, he was brilliant at some points, but not so much when it mattered at the end. And the game you spoke about, that Bears game, he didn't show up at all, and you know that raises a lot of red flags if you're a Vikings fan. No question, and, and like we've talked about, this is – I think this is the make-or-break year for the Vikings as they are currently constructed because I know Cousins still is guaranteed for 2020, but they're in salary cap purgatory after this season. They're going to lose some key players. They already lost a key player. Sheldon Richardson is going to be a significant loss on that defensive line. I still think they're going to be good defensively, mm-hmm. but losing a guy like that is it, it was it's not good. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about a run defense in that yeah. regard. We did not upgrade at that position at all, and Linval Joseph has been proven not to be a run-stopping defensive tackle for the most part. I mean, if he had, I mean, he and Sheldon Richardson, very formidable plugging up that middle, but to your point, yeah, if he's got to do it by himself, yeah, that's yeah. that's not a good situation for that defense. Xavier Rhodes at times, now again, it's preseason. I don't typically put too much stock in preseason, but Xavier Rhodes has not looked very good. He didn't really look good that last, last year, no. the second half of last year. Uh, I thought I, the good news is is that Trey Wayne's got a little better. Uh, he's been better, uh, but uh, Holton Hill is out suspended uh, for the first half of the season, so that's depth that you lose in that backfield. The, Mackenzie Alexander looks has looked better. Thank goodness he that's, finally emerged. Yeah, Seriously, I was beginning to wonder if that was going to come to fruition. So offensively, they have everything they need. They fired John D. Filippo off that after that embarrassment in Seattle. They came out the following week and crushed the Dolphins. Then they were lackluster against Detroit. You know, the Hail Mary at the end of the first half kind of right. crushed Detroit's spirit, and uh, and then it, it was just on cruise control from there. But then we alluded to the Chicago game. Embarrassing. Yeah. Unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Can't happen. And there's still the issue of Kirk Cousins in prime time. And guess who's coming to town 
primetime week eight. The Washington Redskins with Case Keenum. Case Keenum is well, he, who knows? Yes. Maybe you would have lost the job to Dwayne Haskins by then. Yeah, but the point who is knows? Case Keenum. And then uh, uh, opening opening day, they host the Atlanta Falcons, who are trying out Blair Walsh as their kicker. Did they sign Walsh Did they as their really? Kicker? Yeah. Oh. No, they, no ultimately they did not. They, they did not. Okay. They, Good. They, they, kept, <laughs> they kept 74-year-old Matt Bryant. Okay. So, Great, of, yeah. Yeah, that's what they should have done. Yeah, I don't know why they were thinking about it. If it comes down to a 27-yard yeah. field goal, of course he would have split the uprights. You mm-hmm. know, we, 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 you could see that coming. So the point is is that, you, I mean, you look at their, their their schedule last year, primetime games. At the Rams, Cousins was fantastic Thursday night, week four, but they lost. Uh, the We alluded to the, the Saint, there was a New Orleans Saints game. Had a had costly turnover, costly pick six. Mm-hmm. Primetime, Sunday night primetime game, they lost that game. Uh, they, they were able to... Uh, they did. He was impressive. That was a one really good game he had. Sorry, Mark, against Green Bay that Sunday night at home. The one good primetime game he had. Other than that, he didn't show up. True. When they needed him most. Yeah, and at that point, the Packers were pretty much right. a spent force. So they were. Yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily the sample no, you're you want right. to look at. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Like I say, the Seattle game that got John D. Filippo fired. They were down twenty-one to nothing in the fourth quarter in a game you you have yet to prove that you could beat. A formidable team, and that Seattle game, they, they just didn't show up. Bears game, same thing we just talked about. He had less than 100 yards passing yeah. going into the fourth quarter in a game where you win, you're in the playoffs, you lose, you're done, your season's over. So, uh, you know, like I say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm highly skeptical of Cousins because another thing is he he doesn't hang on to the ball very well, and that was a very odd. Uh, answer he gave to that question. Well, fumbles, yeah, that's one thing, but there's fumbles and then there's fumbles lost. No, 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 no. How about no, just no, hanging no. on to the ball? I don't care if you lose or not. No, so, no, no. so you're throwing your offensive lineman under the bus for not falling on the ball? I didn't yeah, understand no, that. Yeah, no. It, it, here, here's here's a little hint for Mr. Cousins. Don't fumble in the first place, then you don't have to worry about the fumbles lost. I, you, it's just, you don't lose what doesn't happen. So I'm I'm I am very. Uh, again, if he puts up the kind of numbers he did last season, those were good numbers. But again, we heard, well, Kevin Stefanski will be with him for a full season. Well, Gary Kubiak will be with him for okay. a full season because we still don't know whose offense this and is. And as Danny Green said, uh, who who the hell takes a third preseason the game like it's BS? BS! Well, <laughs> third preseason the game, he was three for 13 for 35 yards. Yeah, if the third preseason game is really a precursor, that's a bad sign. So I'm I'm very nervous about this upcoming season. I think... 16 and 0. Ah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, as a Packers fan, I would say on balance the the Vikings are the best team in the division. 10 and 6, they could be 11 and 5, but all the points that you gentlemen have made would indicate that there is a potential for things to go south in a hurry. I would be nervous too. Mark, appreciate the time as always, my friend. We'll talk was, soon. It was a pleasure. Thanks again, Brad. Godspeed, folks. Ready for yoga class? Ugh, I'm dragging today. I just haven't been eating great lately. You should try a GNC multivitamin. Aren't those expensive? No, they're only $9.99. GNC One Daily Maltese are scientifically formulated and quality checked. It's why they're the most trusted nutritional supplement brand in the world. And only $9.99? Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. With wellness that affordable, I could spend more money on yoga pants. Stop into GNC or visit gnc.com slash multis to get the highest quality wellness essentials like Women's Ultra Mega or Mega Man One Daily Multivitamins for only $9.99. Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. 
Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers. Customers, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. We can't take every last willing worker in the world who wants to work here for a dollar an hour. We have to have limits. It's a night of no-holds-barred commentary with conservative spitfire Michelle Malkin. And that just tells you how twisted the priorities of Capitol Hill are, that they think it is more important to protect 700,000 illegal aliens in this country rather than get rid of these stupid programs that are endangering American lives. Be a part of this exercise in free speech. Tuesday, September 24th at the Ames Center in Burnsville. Tickets start at just $12.80. There's also a limited number of elite VIP upgrades that will put you in the front row with a copy of Michelle's brand new book, Open Borders, Inc. Did we mention that VIPs also get meet and greet access? AM 1280, The Patriot presents An Evening with Michelle Malkin. Reserve your seats at am1280thepatriot.com. Blue Ox Heating and Air has a legendary deal for you. Get a brand new air conditioner and furnace for as low as $98 a month. That's right, $98 a month. And get up to 18 months with 0% financing. Plus, you'll get a warranty, rebates, and a free programmable thermostat or electronic air cleaner. See website for details. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. AM 1280. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.